Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 63. Today, we're going to hit on Instagram and some of the news and updates that have come out since the last time that we hit on the subject. And we're also going to talk to you about some things that we're seeing perform better and give you some tips and tricks on what's working right now to help you grow your page. But before we get into it, we do want to thank some of the new members that joined the MFP Patron Tribe this week. We had Ken Stout, Charles Grantham, Craig DeSico, and Matt Stout. All right. And Craig, sorry for butchering your name. If you want to support the show and get some awesome rewards, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. You get the after show and some other cool things over there. John, what is up, my man? Working on a little bit of an edit on that bridge desk that I finally wrapped up a few weeks ago. I should have that out by the time this episode drops. Um, A couple home remodeling projects, too. You and I have been in conversation about um, between the two of us, which should be pretty cool. A little different for my channel, Um, as well as a super secret project I can't speak of, but that'll be dropping in 2019. A super secret project dropping in 2019. Baby? (laughs) <laughs> that'd be a little quick but <laughs> no no not a baby <laughs> okay good just making sure uh <laughs> you know that that's that's a ways out there brother but yeah i like it okay yeah. cool <laughs> yeah dude uh, <laughs> so uh, last week john was rolling solo which was which was great because that means or that meant that i was on vacation so dude it was that was awesome we were down in florida uh, we, there was actually a little tropical storm that rolled through. So we actually had some rain and stuff, uh, but it turned out to be awesome because me and the boys were just boogie boarding, man. It was like the way it was like red flags out there, you know, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like severe undertow warnings. And we're just like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> all the boogieing. And, oh yeah. All, all the boogieing. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, just getting back into the swing of things here, always a challenge. Uh, but I'm also, like you mentioned, in the middle of a uh, home renovation, home DIY project, doing my bath reno. And um, I'll actually have a couple videos coming out on that uh, for the, the shower part of it, as well as the full reveal. And then a specific one just on tiling the floor. So that's gonna be kind of cool. Um, and I got a bunch of smart home stuff. I'm, I'm kind of in this, like, definitely in the DIY side right now, outside of the uh, woodworking style for the moment, but it's kind of cool. Like, I, like you said, you know, something new for the channel. I think it's been interesting to watch how that different content, um, performs well. And actually, uh, we hadn't even talked about this, but, uh, the, uh, you remember I did the playset. I refinished my playset, and I, that's one of the things I think like I get a lot of questions and we get questions here on the show about, should I do different content? And it's like, well, yeah, you know, go out there and see what works. Cause I refinished my playset. And did the video on on YouTube, and it kind of was like, oh, it was a decent video. It did really well on Reddit, and just recently, out of nowhere, it has like taken off. So like I, you know, it's like even if you're doing stuff that's outside your normal realm, you know, you you never know unless you try it out. So uh, I think it's gonna be cool to watch how those work on our channels for the home DIY stuff. But Instagram, well, let, let's let's hit it, man. I think we've been talking about like right, we want to. This is one of the most popular topics on the show, so 
we want to make sure that we're hitting it at least uh, once a quarter. So it's been uh, the last one we did was episode 50. So it's been about three months there. So we wanted to talk about what's new and what's what's coming up that uh, you guys might want to know about of changes that have happened and what we see winning. So, John, why don't you hit them with like, what's the latest and greatest, dude? Yeah, I mean, well, the last episode we did was uh, right after the press release for the algorithm changes came out. Um, and we kind of dove deep into that specific topic alone, um, ins and outs of you know, what uh, was supposedly working in the algorithm, things that, you know, we saw a little bit of success with that Instagram was supposedly going to start changing um, and all of that good stuff. That is all actually still pretty relevant. Um, and we're starting to see a little bit of those changes being implemented. Um, and that was episode 50, I believe. Right. So if you guys yep. want to check that out, uh, head back in your podcast player and check out episode 50 um, to get our insights on how the algorithm actually works. But um, for this episode, we're going to go a little bit more into, I guess, a, a lot of the features and some of the new stuff that Instagram has been releasing, um, specifically updates to IGTV um, and what we see, you know, personally on our channels working and not working um, and some of the cool stuff. So um, getting started, you know, uh, IGTV was a real popular subject at the beginning of summer. Uh, we we dove into it a little bit in one of our uh, one of our updates, I believe, or that was possibly an after show. So yeah, I think it was actually the after show. So we haven't really talked about it on the the main show yet. Yeah, and and so uh, for us, IGTV is kind of uh, I, I guess it's kind of like a gray territory to us at this point. Um, both of us are intrigued by it. It's interesting to see how people are using it and what's working and what isn't. But there's a lot of parts of it that just don't pique our interest. Um, and, and specifically that being searchability. Um, so, you know, one benefit of being on YouTube and being a content creator on the Internet is the fact that a lot of the stuff you create can become searchable. Um, and searchable content is something that over time ends up playing very well to your brand. And in our space as educators in uh, DIY or furniture making, woodworking, craft making, whatever you want to call it, having your content be something that people can find when they're looking to learn is a great asset to your brand's portfolio. Um, that goes, uh, you know, in conjunction with content creators that specifically try to create viral content, which uh, will peak an interest at a moment and then fall off. And you'll see massive peaks and valleys in channel growth and in an interest over certain topics. So for us, you know, most of us try not to do that. Most of us don't do that. We don't try to create specifically viral content for the sake of creating viral content. Uh, we specifically try to create viral content within our niche and industry that is long form and long term uh, educational and value adding to the community. So one downside we've seen to IGTV initially that has kind of turned both of us off is the fact that it's not searchable and the fact that it isn't in conjunction with the type of content we produce on our blogs and on uh, YouTube because of that. Um, you know, and, and that's not to say that it won't become that over time, but that's been one major factor that you uh, yeah. and a very major reason you haven't seen Brad or I jump onto the IGTV bandwagon so far. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's a that's a really interesting point. John, about searchability, because um, you guys have heard us talk about evergreen content and evergreen content basically means that that can be discovered, uh, continue, you know, it's always green, meaning it's always alive. It's always out there. A blog post is evergreen because of Google's uh, terrific search engine. And if you have 
your blog post optimized for search, then somebody can find that. And there are blog posts that John and I have both written, you know, well over two years ago that are getting served to people every single day. Uh, so the fact that uh, like a store, an Instagram story is the greatest example of, you know, content that is just instant point of time. It actually dies after 24 hours. Like nobody can see it, like no matter what, you, you can't see it. On Instagram, uh, a post that I did in December of 2013, which would have been the month after I started doing Instagram, it's still out there. Uh, but that is not considered evergreen necessarily because it's not searchable. Like the amount of people that uh, see those posts is very, 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 very slim. Um, I do have people that scroll through my feed. Heaven help them. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to scroll through 2,000 posts. And, it is. It is. I'm hoping they have a different way of doing it than just the the scroll finger method. But same type of thing on IGTV. Without searchability, what's going to happen is that's just going to turn into the same thing as an Instagram post where uh, as you start stacking content and you get 15 or 20 IGTV posts up there or stories or whatever we call them, videos, I guess, that um, they will no longer be green in the sense that people will have to go find them versus YouTube where you have suggested videos. So none of those videos are getting suggested. And I think that's the main myth that we also talked about, John, is that um, Instagram has not done a good job of integrating it. Like for them to really make it go off, uh, I personally think two things. One, it should not be a separate app. It should be uh, in your feed in the Instagram app. And also, two, they would serve it on the Explore tab. So that's how videos have really taken off on Instagram with them putting uh, like just actual video posts in Instagram versus an IGTV post is that if if Instagram started serving those in the Explore tab, that would take off. And that's the other interesting thing, John, is that I kind of feel like they just threw it out there and there was a lot of hoopla and then nothing like you don't hear anything about it. You don't hear anybody talk about it. You don't hear Instagram putting it out there like you always see where um like up in the stories the instagram will do the new thing mm -hmm. and like they're always talking about the new face filters and the new stickers when was the last time you saw them say anything about igtv i mean i i couldn't tell you probably been since right. we did uh since we did our little after show about igtv yeah and, and since I, it and came I agree out with you there yeah so i mean like i feel and i've done some other reading on it like i, I kind of feel like they're just letting it die on the vine uh so yeah i, I think we are we are two thumbs down on IGTV at the moment. And, um, you know, personally, John and I are not spending any time on it at all, period. We're not digesting it. We're not making content for it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. But until Instagram decides that they're going to uh, make it more useful, I, I don't think it has a future. They've got to change something because it definitely did not take off and it is not user friendly. So. Yeah, I mean, and I can see how it could be beneficial outside of our space, but specifically for what we're doing and how our content is formed. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't really play as any type of value yeah. add to to what's going on with, but uh, even, with a lot of us. Yeah, but even the the uh, articles I was reading were that in general, it's dying. Yeah. So that, yeah, even I know we talk about, you know, beauty and lifestyle and mm -hmm. those type things. Um, that it's not even doing well there either. So well, I mean, that's just what I what I read. You got to look at, and I hate to naysay, but you got to look at other downsides. It's it's not monetized. It's shot in a completely different format than most of us are used to shooting on, being vertical compared to horizontal, which makes editing even more of a pain. So, like for instance, you did your when it premiered, you did a little video. You had to shoot it on your cell phone vertically in order to even come close to editing it in a format that is going to look decent on your phone. Um, problem with editing vertical that a lot of people don't realize is that 
you have to crop the center of the shot if you shoot it horizontal on a standard camera yeah um and then that ends up turning like a nice wide like shot of whatever's happening into uh, a, a crop down section of like your face so right you know yeah, when we do super tight yeah when we do instagram posts for instance uh for the feed and you can crop those to square um it essentially just zooms in on the center of what's happening or what side to side whatever it might be um, but when you go vertical, now you have to bring that into even uh, even further, and it makes things just really distorted. It makes it very difficult. Um, and and then on top of it, you're not monetized. So like, I mean, what incentive is there for these massive bloggers and these massive personalities to use this video platform without being able to monetize it um, for views? I mean, it's hard enough on Instagram to quantify your exposure to an audience to a brand. Um, and then on to, you're trying to add IGTV on top of it. Yeah. I, you, you can obviously see the pushback there. So, um, you know, and that's, so that's where we stand on IGTV at the moment. Um, you know, this could be completely different come our next conversation, Yeah. but you know, right now it's a, it's a thumbs down. Um, uh, we'd say just give it time. Cause wh- where you, uh, use the term dying on the vine kind of thing, I'm going to go ahead and, and just take a wild guess that, <laughs> Instagram's doing a ton of R&D right now into the usage, right. the uh, adaptation, and uh, and all of the insights going into IGTV. And they'll start releasing new updates here in the, probably the next six months to things that we want to see more of. Because um, I, I can't. I can't believe they put all that time and effort into it to just watch it die. I would uh, I would expect them to at least give it a fighting chance. So uh, eyes open for those as well. Um, now, one thing Brad touched on there briefly, which I found interesting and a good segue is the Explore tab. Um, one of the downsides to IGTV is that it's not being fed in the Explore tab. But what's really cool is that the Explore tab is adapting and it's starting to change. Um, some of the things that we've been seeing over the course of the last couple months is actually customizing your Explore tab to your own wants and needs before Instagram was just serving you things that thought you might want to find and explore, which was great because that's how you could find content relevant to the content you're looking at. But after the algorithm changes that they released and they started discussing how when you are consuming content, Instagram is going to start feeding you that I personally dove into my own little research behind the scenes of where I was just specifically consuming only certain types of content to see how much of that was being regurgitated to me. And, and, and it was became blatantly obvious that if on days I was consuming a lot more, say, hunting and fishing type content, I was getting served that the next day oh, or yeah. for the next week. It's same with sports or whatever that might be. So what's really cool is that Explorer is uh, it piggybacks off of what your feed starts to serve you. And now you're able to go in and actually customize it. So if you're just, you know, feeling nostalgic for a day and you go down a rabbit hole of high school football videos, like some people might do, I don't know who, but, uh, (laughs) you know, and you don't want your feed to get clogged up with that stuff or your explore tab, uh, you actually have the ability to go in there and use hashtags that you want to see or subject matter that you want to see specifically and get served that, um, which I think is really cool and which is something nice if you're really trying to niche down and hone in on your industry or whatever's going on um, around what you're specifically creating content around. It gives you a great opportunity to see what's winning in the space. And it also gives you a great opportunity to see new people. Um, I think that's the coolest part about Explore is that it's starting to adapt to a point where it's not just these massive viral type content that's being served, that you're getting all kinds yeah. of stuff. And if you start going down deeper, 
instead of like the top couple posts in a certain hashtag, you'll see a lot of really cool stuff coming from up and coming Instagrammers um, or videos that might be smaller. And it really is giving a good opportunity to grow, uh, I guess, grow the community around a certain hashtag instead of just an individual. Yeah. And if you go in, uh, so like if you're in the Explore tab, which of course is uh, the second button from the left on the bottom, which is the little magnifying glass. Uh, like if I, if I'm in mine right now, there's at the top, it defaults to the for you, which is basically an algorithmic, uh, view of like, Hey, well, here's what we think you'll like. And, and they just serve that stuff. But then across the top, like, so mine, I've actually not customized mine. So the first one on mine is DIY. The next one, interestingly enough is comics, which is, I think that rabbit hole you talked about, John, I was like watching a bunch of people draw comics recently. <laughs> and so I think that's why gaming, science and tech. So maybe these are just more generic auto, food, sports, travel, humor, animals, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and there's actually not even a, I don't know if there's a specific, I assume DIY is going to include all the woodworking in there, but yeah. So like I clicked on DIY and it says related hashtags, uh, uh, epoxy, of course, lathe wood turning, which again, probably relates to the fact that I just, uh, put out my resin and wood bowl. So I had a lot of that stuff in there. Um, but yeah, you can go in and uh, really look at specific things. So if you don't want all this other sports, if, if you're like, or if you just want to see sports and you're like, ah, I just want to check out sports for a minute and not do DIY, you can go click over to the sports one. And so as people are going and digesting this this way, so, you know, as a content creator, what does that look like? Uh, is that make sure you are using the related hashtags because that's how they're pulling these in as it appears. So like it says related hashtags. So this is just another point of reference of making sure your hashtags are relevant because if you put hashtags, if you're putting woodworking hashtags in every single post, but you're posting about your dog and then it shows up in animals, then somebody's going to click that show less of this post, right? Show, you know, I want to see fewer of these or whatever that is. Uh, and that's how all of a sudden your content starts getting downgraded uh, because you're not giving it relevant tags. You're, you know, basically in their eyes, clickbaiting, you're, you're doing a non-relevant hashtag and they don't like that. So uh, I think that's a good takeaway from customizing the explore tag is just make sure that your hashtags are relevant and, uh, you know, go in there and look at these different areas and categories in the explore tab and you'll kind of see what's popping up. And like John said, you can find some new folks in the community. I've definitely seen some new folks through the explore tab that are brand new to Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, I I didn't know about this person. And they got some really cool stuff. Yeah. And and that's the, best part of the explore tab in my opinion is just getting to explore you know it's your feed gets uh as we talked about in the algorithm update like you can literally see every single post from every person that you follow if you put enough time and effort into it but finding new people i think is the beautiful thing about instagram is that there's so many people out there that we haven't even heard of or began to uh, see content from that could either just be not understanding how to use a platform or hashtagging improperly that lives can completely change from being found in explore tab. Um, so definitely make sure that you're checking out your explore tab, customizing that thing to make it a little bit closer to what you want to see. Um, and, uh, and using some of those new features. Uh, so speaking of new features, another thing that we're starting to find very, very interesting that correlates with content uh, posted is the amount of time that we're seeing videos and photos being served for um, organically. So we've talked in previous episodes about how we think that the time frame is a little bit short and that you want to be juiced and jolted up immediately when you post 
to as much as you possibly can in order to get exposure across platform. What's been super interesting is to see gradually over the course of the summer how different Instagram is reacting to content um, and specifically how long you can see a piece of content getting engaged with. Uh, You know, we're starting to see now three to five days after a post, people still liking and engaging and viewing things. I think, Brad, you recently had um, maybe your resin bowl or one of the pieces of content you post had a ton of engagement uh, a couple days after it was served, right? Yeah, it was. uh, So uh, definitely if several things going on there uh and it's it's almost like i think like we used to say and we would see that um you know the 80 to 90 percent of the engagement and likes would come in the first day and now um it's almost like if you i think what it, it it's almost like the uh the youtube algorithm a bit where youtube videos will get served to your audience and then if it performs well there <clears throat> it will go bigger more broadly and um, but it seems like they're just putting a lot more effort into that because, yeah, with that video that you talked about, I think I had. Um, I want to say I had 80 to 90,000 views in the first day, which is which is pretty great. You know, it's a, that's a, a well performing video for for my page. And um, and then I came back to it the next day and it was like, oh, like, you know, it had like 180. And then like I, I just coming kept coming back to it. And that thing got served for the better part of a week. Actually, it was over a week. And right now it's sitting at 958,000 views. So like less than 10% of my views came in the first day. And what I saw is like, it just kept getting fed and fed and fed. And those numbers kept growing and growing. And this, this was, this is an anomaly. So, um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen on all of them, but just showing like once something does hit the wind and kind of take off that that can happen. Uh, if you look at something that's, you know, probably more, uh, more of a standard performer would be, you know, something that might get half of the views on the first day and then still run and get another half versus like what we used to see to be 80 or 90% in the first day. But, uh, yeah, we're starting to see these that once they get legs, they can run for a week or more. Um, and you know, our, our buddy, uh, Keith Johnson has got some amazing videos he's done on Instagram that have run up in the several hundreds of thousands and, and same type thing. Like, uh, I, I think that, you know, when we used to look at some of his, they would go and, and pop off really big and get a couple hundred, 300,000 views in the first day. But, uh, and that's what, you know, something I noticed as well. And, and talking with Keith a little bit, same type thing that those go for a while. And so it's just kind of interesting that as you go in there, think about that long form video, uh, or think about, having the same type of thing that we talk about for uh, YouTube, like we just got done talking about retention and keeping things engaged is that if you're going to make, uh, so maybe not having those videos that are, are super short, that seems to kind of be dying a little bit, John. I know we were talking about, you know, it was the short videos were used to hit really hard, like the under 15 seconds. It seems like now what's doing better is more of like the story, but like a really fast pace, you know, 30 to 40 second. And again, there's no specific, uh, there's obviously no specific, recipe for making a video, you know, pop off and go viral. Uh, but the recipe is that people are engaging with it. So that's the other thing is that a lot of people were bookmarking, uh, that resin bowl, they were commenting. So tons of comments, tons of engagement, tons of likes, and that just, uh, they see that and they let it grow for longer. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, but that's more so in video, right? Cause not, yeah, absolutely. Not in, not in I mean- photo. Even going back to my uh, that viral piece we spoke about um, of concrete 
uh, that concrete pour where I did, uh, I believe I'll pull the date up actually. And we were looking at um, late May, end of May, beginning of June. So that would have been like right around the time we had this algorithm talk. And I believe we talked about it on the after show. That post has got another 100,000 views on it since then. And we watched it die in the water. I mean, yeah. like Brad and I literally watched this video at the time hit a million views and literally just go stagnant. So you could see how, um, you know, Instagram is putting stuff out there that performs well more and you can uh, easily get um, a little bit of a jolt. So what this means, though, for content creators is that you shouldn't be disheartened by an initial performance by a piece of content. We always advocate for looking at what performs well and regurgitating that to the best of your ability in order to get uh, a high performing channel. Um, you know, so if, if, for instance, if, <laughs> if people are loving, you know, a specific type of content that you're producing, you want to try to mimic that as much as you can in order to build on that type of momentum and exposure and supplement it with other things. So, um, you know, make sure you're going back and studying things that are, are a little bit older because of this. Uh, and it could show you some, some, some data that you uh, aren't used to seeing because this is kind of new for us too, because we're not used to, you know, uh, when you have a bigger account, like, like we do, um, you don't really go in your, uh, like tab and see what people are liking, uh, just because there's so many of them, but it's interesting. Now, if I go and pull something up and it's not, I haven't posted in a day, uh, the, where the likes are coming from are all over my feed, um, which is pretty wild. So go back and study the content that's been performing well for you and see, you know, try to take a gauge of if you posted something you think should have done well, how it did day one, day three, day five, a week later. See if there's any more jolt there because um, it might not have done well initially, but we're definitely seeing stuff being served longer. And like Brad touched on, uh, that's definitely more prominent in video. Now, it's not saying it doesn't happen in picture, but it definitely is more prominent in video. Now, I post a lot more photographs than Brad does. Um, and specifically because Brad's been traveling recently, it's a lot of the video content that he had backlogged based around his YouTube videos. So with a little study between the two of us, we went into the data around our videos and photo posts. And it was really interesting to see the amount of conversion as specific, excuse me, conversion specifically in followers that we were getting in video compared to photo. Um, so with the longer served video content, we're seeing a lot more conversion into new followers from video that is quote unquote going viral. So what that means is that if your video content is getting a lot more views, we're seeing those people are more likely to convert to a new follower than of a, a photo uh, post that gets a lot of likes. Um, and, you know, that's it's just a numbers game at that point. I think, you know, if you get a. 500,000 people see a, uh, you know, a photo that you post. Um, it's obviously going to do well, but it's much easier to get 500,000 views on a piece of video content. And that's, you know, it's just something we've noticed over time. But what was interesting was Brad noticed that like, what was it out of your last year, your top 24 posts for conversion were <laughs> yeah. all video. Yeah. That's what like, so we're as, you know, as we do, uh, we were just kind of basking in the analytics and I was like watching this thing just go bananas, uh, which was which kind of interesting to us. And so I started looking at it and was like, holy cow. I mean, I was I, I got an absurd amount of followers from this one, this one video. I mean, 
absurd. Uh, and, and so we, I went back and I was like, well, how, you know, how are my other videos performing? So we started looking and yeah. So if you go do this, I would, I would say for everybody out there, if you're following your analytics, if you have a business account, I would highly recommend to do this, go into your insights, click on content, go into your feed posts, right? So there's the little feed post and then it, uh, the ranking, I believe the default ranking is showing all posted in the last one year sorted by engagement. Uh, go ahead and change. If you click on the word engagement, that will bring up a filter and you can change it to follow. So then what you can do is basically look at all your, like all your posts. You can also filter to see just photos or just videos. Look at all your posts, sort by follows. And then in the last year, and then what that's going to give you is that's going to sort down all your posts and tell you which individual post gave you the most followers. So how many people were on that post and they went and clicked the top right follow from that post, not from your profile, but actually from viewing that post. When I went in and looked after, after looking through and I was like, huh, I wonder like what's performing well. Like John said, I, I think it's even more than that, John. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, the most some of my videos that perform extremely well are, you know, well over a thousand follows for one post. Whereas if I scroll, 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 I get all the way down to my first picture. My best performing picture in the last year only got 330 follows. That's my absolute best picture. Okay. And it had over 5,000 likes. Uh, and again, like you said, John, it just didn't, that those don't convert there. Whereas if I look at some videos that had, uh, you know, much less likes and even maybe only 50 or 60,000 views, which comparatively to the, that reach is much less. Those got, you know, maybe 500 followers off that one post. So uh, the moral of the story here is that video, if you are looking to grow your account, video is is really resonating. And John, you know, what did yours look like, John? Because I think yours was the same. And again, it's it's not going to be the same for everybody. And it obviously depends upon your content and your style. Uh, and maybe what that just says is that my pictures suck, but I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> Mine was comparable, actually. So out of my top 15 posts for the year, uh, 14 of them were video. And my worst performing, uh, you got to remember, I, I had a massive jolt this year. I mean, I literally doubled my channel in the course of from May to May. So, you know, with that, um, having, uh, excuse me, 14 of those be video, my least performing uh, video in that top 15 was 130. Um, and my best performing uh, photo was 132. So right. like that conversion isn't great. Now that photo itself had 4,900 likes on it, right? If I right. go in now and if I go back and I filter my content based on likes, my second most liked photo is or my second most liked piece of content is a photo and it's a photo of my drill charging station and that's at uh 4800 likes sorry so that excuse me i should go back the piece of uh the the converted followers photo of the table is at 4200 this is at 486 which i rounded up to 49 um and this only got uh let me pull it up real right. quick this only got a hundred and hundred a little over a hundred uh, so followers like the, to my the channel. Pictures, so like the, the pictures, like people like to click, but they don't follow exactly off of a picture so, versus a video. Because I did, I just that's a great way, John. I love that. So sort by follows, then sort by likes. Because I just did it and I counted them up, and actually it took me to number forty-one 
yeah. on my number of follows. That was the first picture that showed up. But I just sorted by likes, just just hearing you say that. And my fifth one is a picture, yeah. which was my my epoxy river table, which got 12,000 likes, which is massive. But that so off of 12,000 likes, I got less than 330 follows because that first picture was not this picture. So even my best performing picture still wasn't my best performing following picture, which is kind of interesting. So it, it's just a. Uh, you know, it's that mindset of, and I don't know if it's the YouTube mindset, you know, like, oh, I'm watching a video and I want to subscribe. I want to see more mm-hmm. of that. That That's really interesting. And I wonder uh, if that's just our space or because I have to imagine, obviously, you know, photography accounts and those type of things probably don't post any videos. So I don't know if that's something just specific to John and I uh, or our space or whatever it is. But the idea here is to get engaged in that. Go in there go into your analytics and start seeing what's your best performing content. If you're trying to grow your account, you need to know what's performing best. And the moral of the story of what, you know, John is just uncovering here is that if you're like, oh, wow, this was my, this picture got 4,900 likes. Like I'm going to do more of that picture. Uh, maybe that's not converting as to follows as well as a video that had half the likes. Yeah. So, I mean, what you need to do is look at that data, go back and, uh, and, and, ingest it from a sake of are you trying to grow the exposure of your channel or are you just trying to show off customer we've got uh, a great after show question actually queued up on cleaning up your feed um, compared to posting beauty shots which we'll dive a little deeper into this but that kind of concept that is where you're going to want to make these decisions based around go and look at the data and go and look at the analytics behind um, what's working well for you if you're trying to grow your following you know you're going to want to be posting more video once again as we've said earlier black forest wood company is a great example they post tons i would say 90 percent of their content is video um, and that's because of the ability to go viral and how much better video converts to followers um, and that's done a massive, massive amount of business for them, which is amazing. And we love seeing because we had them on the show and they talked about their goals there and then they went and executed. So if you're looking in the new spectrum of Instagram, you know, what type of content to be posting, you definitely want to be considering the data behind video versus pictures. We talked about it for a long time. We think video had legs, but now that we've dive dove, excuse me, a little bit deeper into the numbers, man, does video outperform uh, yeah. photo as far as growth and it's, goes, it's especially kind of at least in our niche. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we could have had a whole show just on this topic, but it was, it was kind of funny. I mean, as much as we look at it, that we had never really connected the dots. Yeah. We, we've been talking about video for a long time. We've been talking about video is the way to go, but you know, I don't think it just wasn't that realization of how much better it is, uh, versus pictures and, and, you know, the data is right there. And so that being said, I mean, if you go in and your pictures are performing well, then go look at that. So another thing here is that, so talking about pictures is that one of the things we've also recognized and you may have caught on to it is the carousel. So if you're going to do pictures, I know we've talked in the past that uh, I would rather post, you know, instead of doing one carousel with four pictures, I would rather do four individual posts. And that's because of the way it serves. Well, guess what? Instagram has changed that up as well. And now what happens is that they will serve, uh, and you again, you may have noticed this, like, hey, didn't I already see this post? Is that they will actually serve every post in that carousel. If you keep scrolling and if you keep on, and I believe what happens there is different sessions. 
So like if John posted three pictures of his bridge desk that he has coming out in a carousel and he posted it Monday morning at eight o'clock and I was in there scrolling through my feed at nine o'clock, it came up. Uh, I saw the main photo, but I didn't scroll. I didn't swipe to the left to see more. Uh, then I closed out. I came back at noon. I'm scrolling through other stuff. That second picture, so j- that same post is going to come up in my feed, except it's going to be defaulted on the second picture. So I've already digested the first, the cover picture. Now the second picture comes up. Okay. And if again, I don't swipe, I come back at 7 p.m., the third one's going to come up. And, and I don't know how far down that, I know for sure the second one comes up. I've not actually paid attention enough to know if the, the third one's, because typically, if they hit me with the second one, then I'm like, okay, fine, I'll swipe. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Uh, but yeah, that's something that, uh, so carousels do have more legs now than a standard photo, which is which is also cool. So again, one of the things you might want to look at, and I don't know, do they have that as an option, John? Uh, can you, so it's just posts. You can't filter to say carousel versus not. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. So you can um, you can sort if you go all the way on the left of your filters. You have photo, video, oh, yeah. carousel, and shopping, which is new. Yep. Which used to just did, be yeah. it used to just be photo and video, which is very which is cool. funny so, because it doesn't. It just when you do the filter, it just shows all photos and videos. Like you have to scroll up to see it. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. So you can go in there and see on your carousel post. And my bet would be that uh, carousel posts are getting more um, reach. Maybe not more followers, but for sure more impressions. Because now you get the, uh, again, you get the second round or the third round, depending upon how many posts you have in that, that carousel. So, you know, go in there and check that out because mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a nod towards doing carousel and doing more of those types of videos where it's, it's um, you know, you could tell that story or whatever, or it's different angles, depends upon how you want to do it. Yeah. And prime example here, um, my, if I go into last three months based on impressions and have all of my content. My uh, ninth piece of content is a carousel, which is fantastic because what it's showing is is proof of concept here with what we're talking about is that carousels are getting a lot more um, impressions compared to a standard photo. So uh, definitely consider that when you're starting to post now, you know, like I've been toiling and it's mostly been based around sheer laziness around not posting as frequently but posting more quality um and you know a couple of my last projects i've posted carousels specifically to show different angles and shots um based around a specific piece and and one being the um the beautiful collab table me and brad did with mike montgomery when we were out at the maker ranch um you can see that carousel and that performed very very well on on my channel and it, it was a stunning looking piece, but it's interesting to see that in context with the other content I'm I typically post because, you know, uh, Brad and I have been talking about uh, for over a year and a half now posting as often as possible. And I decided for that, you know, let's let's try this carousel just because it was being served more often. And then, boom, there you go. You know, 100,000 impressions on a, 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 a stagnant photograph type post compared to a video um, and, and that's, you know, that's very meaty for the type of content I'll be putting out here in the future, especially around the carousel stuff. Um, now also realize you can post video in a carousel. So toy with that a little bit. If you want to do, you know, three or four carousel posts together lined up, um, there's a lot of news type content, uh, production companies that 
do that. They'll post. Yeah. ESPN you know, does that huge. Yeah, ESPN yeah. And Barstool specifically. You know, my my top two news oh, outlets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh, they use that a lot, and it's great because it gives you an immediate segue into the you know rest of the story. It puts them on your channel longer. Um, so something you definitely want to consider here as you're planning your strategy for uh, moving into the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I, I think it's great. Just spend some time. I, I think that's the biggest thing here too, is just spend some time in that analytics and really, uh, you know, get in there and segment what's working and what's not. And, uh, you know, ju- it'll just make you smarter in the content that you're posting and help you make better decisions. So, and uh, just a piece of advice when you're doing anything uh, as far as data goes with that, you want to try to give yourself a 90 day pool when you can. If you can give yourself 90 days of analytics, uh, it'll typically be a more general curve and better uh, better for you to take study from than a week or two weeks or a month. Um, so just an FYI there. If you can get 90 days or three months, uh, you definitely want to go with those trends over a 28-day, 30-day type trend. Yeah. And when you do start getting into the one year look, I mean, it, that is uh, great, but um, you'll also get into some of those things like where Instagram has changed the weight and value they give and even the features. Right. So mm-hmm. before they didn't serve carousel. So if you're looking at something from a year ago and, you know, carousel wasn't around a year ago, like in that form of of over serving it. So. Uh, yeah, you know, look, look narrow, look big. Um, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Get the bigger picture and then drill down and see where it goes. And, and you can start picking up on trends as well. Uh, because if stuff, you know, if, if you see like, oh, all the, it's all these pictures, but it's all these pictures, but man, they're, they're all nine months old and 11 Mm -hmm. months old. And that's like, well, in my last three months, none of them are pictures. So like, yeah, that's maybe something changed there. Or maybe the style of your pictures change, but maybe it's just how Instagram is also serving it and valuing it in in the way that they're doing interaction with the algorithm. So you never know, but it's it's a great way to look at it. But great tip, John. You know, don't don't just get narrowed in. Make sure you're looking at those different date ranges and seeing what's going on. Um, so not just in the feed, but also they've been doing stuff in the uh, stories as well, right? So the story feed, because uh, there's been several things. Some of them are cool, and some of them are just kind of. Uh, Chach, not Chachi, not Joni, <laughs> Joni and Chachi, but Chachki uh, type little <laughs> add-ons. Uh, the music in the stories is the one that I, I've found kind of fun. I've used it a few times. I haven't done it in a while, but uh, you can now in any story, and that's always been something that uh, I've ever since you know, ever since the the dawn of people making videos and then copyright becoming a thing. It's like you're like, oh, this this like song would be the best, right? Right here, like. Oh man, if I if I could only use like highway to the danger zone, you know, as I might for every gun, single for place. everything, <laughs> but you can't because it's copyrighted. Well, now in stories, you can actually go um, using it's Spotify, right, John? Yes, I think they got it linked with Spotify. Is that uh, you can search for music and uh, you can play up to a fifteen second clip of any of the songs that they serve up to you. It's not all songs are available because. It's all their licensing agreements and everything, but there's a lot in there. There's a lot of, of good songs in there. Uh, I had some tuned up to, you know, like ACDC, man, like Thunderstruck, like just coming up and showing some, some fun views. So, uh, you know, I don't think that helps with reach or anything, but it's just like a cool little creative outlet to have some music in there and, and have a little fun with it. Yeah, I mean, and what we advocate stories to be is a behind the scenes look at the creator, a behind the scenes look of what's going on that's not always 
you know, squeaky clean and cookie cutter type content, you know, give people an insight into your life. Um, and music is a big part of a lot of our lives. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they use that feature. I would love it if they started implementing more um, audible or more uh, other audio type content um, with well, I know Spotify has podcasts, so I would assume that would be the next thing you can start posting on there. But I think it was really cool. You know, I'm listening to um, I was listening to like Eric Church's live album. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't really dive into live music a ton, but they had an, he had a remake of Johnny Be Good or something. And I posted it up there and got a ton of DMs about it. That was like, dude, I love this version. Like, that's so cool. And you know, just giving people something to assimilate to you, give them a little bit of a clip or an insight to like who you are as a person. And I think the music and the stories is really cool. Um, another really awesome feature that we're loving in stories is the reposting of stories that you're tagged in. Um, you know, one making it super easy for you when you're tagged in a story to just reshare that boom right up to your story and thank them. Um, you know, we're not huge on when someone like bombs your page for you to screenshot it and post it to your feed because that's definitely not in conjunction with the type of content you're posting, no matter what kind of content you're posting. Um, so if you're listening and you're doing that, you know, I would suggest trying to back off a little bit from that and use that more in your stories. But when you're tagged in something, it's a great opportunity to just repost that. Thank whomever's tagging you or drive people over to check out that channel or check out that feed. We use it with made for profit here, um, even though. I will personally say that I've dropped the ball a little bit on the content coming out for Made for Profit. We love seeing all of our guests and stuff uh, reposting There's our story feeds um, and giving us some pub there. It's a great way to build community around your stories. Um, what we're also seeing is really cool is an, it's an, a great way to promote. Um, you know, so for instance, Brad drops an awesome piece of content. Um, if I'm watching or listening to it, you know, I can screenshot that tag it in my story with a swipe up to a video link or external, something like that. And then Brad can reshare that onto his. And it's just giving a lot more opportunity to intertwine community and promote each other um, and build everyone up a lot more organically. I, I, I base, I think what Instagram saw was how often tagging was happening in stories with other people. And, you right. know, if you're, for instance, say you're out with six different people, like we go to a meetup, if one person posts something, instead of sharing that photo with every single one of us and every single one of us posting it individually, just makes it so much easier to just boom, uh, reshare right. that bad boy and, you know, spread the wealth easily. Um, and I love that feature. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I like that, too. And, and on the heels of that, um, and I can't do it. And I'm assuming you can. I, I have this weird thing that goes on with my uh, fix this, build that account. Actually, I'm going to go into the made for profit account while I'm sitting here talking because there is uh, also you can post actual posts to your story. So you can go and I, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> I will say. But I've seen people doing it where they're posting actual posts, not stories. And you can share those to your story. Uh, and and I'm going to have to say that I don't know how to do that uh, because I don't see where the options are. I could probably do a quick Google search and try to figure it out. Uh, but I have definitely uh, there it is right there. So I just like this does not work for me for whatever reason. Uh, but if you go into like the send where you would send it as a message, uh, so I'm in the made for profit account, I can go in there and uh, there's a little thing right when I hit the, uh, the little paper airplane that says add post to your story. So you can actually add main feed posts to your story as well. So again, just another way for you to share instead of, um, you know, cause like a lot of times, like you said, John, we, 
repost. Uh, we don't like to repost on our main feed because it just clears the feed and, and like, you know, doing things like that. If there's, you're trying to shout out a bunch of your, your friends and give them some credence and just give them uh, some more awareness across the community, especially if you see, see some up and coming people, you can now do that. You don't have to do a repost. You can throw it into your story and be like, boom, hey, check this out, man. Amazing thing. That's John's doing that. And actually, I wish this was on my account because I would totally do this when people do my builds. Um, but for whatever reason, like I still to this day cannot see IGTV in my fix this build that Instagram account. When I switch to made for profit, it does that whole IGTV thing. I, I don't know why. Same. Mine's the same. <laughs> I don't know why it is so weird. It is so weird. So I don't, yeah, Instagram. I wonder uh, if it's if because you, neither one of us really engage with IGTV. That'd be, that'd be interesting <laughs> if that they knew that we don't engage with IGTV so they don't serve it But it was us. from the beginning, though. It was from the beginning like that. Right. And you know what? Actually, I just looked in there. I actually can do that. Add, I can add the post. So there you go. So be checking my post. If you're building stuff of mine, you're going to be coming up with my stories because now I'm going to start doing that. I think that's a really cool way. Um, another thing in the story. So speaking of engagement uh, and and it kind of was super hot when it came out and then it's died down a little bit. But I've, I've seen a, it come back up a bit as well is um, the questions. You can ask questions. You can go out there in the story and and say, you know, like a lot of people say, ask me anything. Or I think the actual default is ask me something or something like that. Um, and you can throw a topic out there. You can say, hey, I'm in the shop today. Uh, you know, what do you want to know about my shop? And then people will respond and uh, it kind of aggregates them. So instead of going into a DM, it actually aggregates them in the story. And then you can respond to those questions in your story. That's been kind of a cool little feature that I've seen work really well for um, engaging with your audience and people going in. And uh, I know uh, Spags has done a bunch of those. I think he was like on a flight or something. I think he was on a layover and he's like, all right, I'm in the airport. Like, what do you want to know? Right. It's like, it's like a great way for uh, kind of a, a flash Q&A, if you will, you know, where you can just if you have something come up and you want to get some immediate questions and answers out there, you can use the story to do that and uh, it'll aggregate them instead of having all the DMs. Then you can share that with the entire audience instead of just answering one person. You're now sharing this with, you know, you're not your entire audience because not everybody watches your stories, but whoever's watching your stories. Uh, you can share it with that entire story audience. Yeah, and I I think that feature is awesome. Like, I really dig it. I'm having the I, – I can't get it to work, though. Like, I've posted <laughs> questions. Moral of the story is John and I don't know how to use Instagram. No. <laughs> the inst- so what's crazy is that, like, you know, the Instagram story stuff is rolling out uh, so fast that there's certain parts of it that I don't work for certain things. And, um, like, for instance, because I'm a verified account, I have to give permissions for a lot of stuff to happen for interaction purposes because oh, most people yeah. with verified accounts are trying to keep, you know, things private. Like if, <laughs> like if you're, you know, some celebrity and people are blowing you up, you know, they, and that they give you those options for those reasons. Now with that, um, I can't figure out how to get my stories to work to where I can ask questions and people can respond and I can get them in that format. That's so cool. That Spags was doing. And a lot of other people do um, like Ben Nueda does. It, he's been doing it a lot lately too. Um, and, and I can reshare them and post them. Um, so if you are a listener and you know what I could possibly be doing wrong, shoot me a DM. Cause I'm, I, I would love to do more of that. Cause I get a ton of questions. They just all come to DMS and then it gets weird if I screenshot those and share them back out. Right. Right. But I think right. that that feature is really cool. I think that that is another re- like another great way to give insights to who you are and what you're doing. I also think it makes the interaction um, 
you know, very uh, intimate uh, with that individual, but also makes it consumable by others. Uh, Brad, if you watch his Instagram live, does a lot of question and answer on there. Um, but what can happen is the feed can get so populated with questions, it's hard to keep up. This actually lets, uh, in that kind of instance, lets you go back, review the questions, answer them on an individual basis, and make it consumable for everyone. Um, and so that that way you can kind of give as fair as you as fair as possible, uh, a chance to have your question answered, um, you know, as well as a lot of questions are extremely common. So you can throw a question out there that you get a ton and you could say like, who wants to know about my top three finishes? And then, you know, you're going to get three responses and boom, then you can, you can kind of stimulate the conversation as well. So think about ways where you can use a story in order to gain more engagement. Um, and I think that that question thing is an awesome way to do it. Um, you know, I, I recently actually, have uh have been trying to do a lot more with my stories on a like portfolio type type aspect and we've talked about this in the past a little bit um but you know what we're seeing is a lot more instagrammers who are doing a lot of stories are starting to pin those to highlights that are specific to certain things and we may have talked about this before we may haven't but um you know like i for instance have mine catalogs on my feed so you can see podcasts you can see videos plans affiliate links the books that i'm listening to and i also use that as a sponsorship pitch so if you're using stories and you want to use highlights to your advantage that's a great way to kind of um put everything in a in, in a single hub where you can push uh, similar type stories to, and another good way to, to, to just use a nice story feature that Instagram has been offering. Yeah, I dig it. I, I think that there's like, I think you hit it on the head <clears throat> with like, there's just so many features coming out. Uh, and if you're not keeping up to speed, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're not keeping up to speed, you may not even know that they happened or that are yeah. occurring. And so that's also part of uh, our goal as revisiting Instagram is like, if you're not, you know, going in the back end and checking, uh, you might not even know about these things. So yeah. we're, we're trying to help you out there as well. But, um, one thing, John, that I just read about, and again, I don't have the option to do it. Uh, and I, I'm assuming that maybe it'll come later or whatever, but is that they just actually came out with, uh, I saw it on a bunch of news channels and I think on the later, you know, later is a, is a great resource, uh, later.com. And they're, an Instagram reposting service, but they do a, a lot of information on the on the talk uh, of what's new and out on on Instagram. But um, you can now go in and actually request verification. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it is it is kind of interesting to see how that works. And um, you can go in. And so, um, like I said, I, I don't have that option. If I do get that option, I will probably take it. And what we say for verification, that's the uh, the coveted blue check mark and and John has that because uh he is a celebrity and so that's why he gets it. <laughs> no, I mean so what uh and what I, I read the same article I think that you read and it was actually you know what it was actually from one of our patrons I believe or one of our listeners posted that yeah, to our Facebook they, they did post to that our in the Facebook, Facebook group. group. So really appreciate that. Um and I, I checked out that article and I think it's great because what verification is going to allow is for the vetting of the content producer themselves, like it won't, it's going to get rid of these spam accounts that we hate. The ones that are reposting and not giving credit, the ones that are trying to sell t-shirts on their own personal behalf, that are stealing our content that we work so hard to create, um, and that, and that are just trying to 
siphon and, and keep that for themselves. Um, that's specific to our niche. What happens in other industries is way different, but they're going to create a verification process that's native to the Instagram platform is what it seems like in that Someone like Brad, for instance, can give them a bunch of information and it'll get vetted much quicker. Um, typically, what had to happen was like I had to reach out to my contacts with the Steelers and they reached out on my behalf to Instagram in order to have my account verified for me. Um, so like if you don't have that ability, that's where um, you know this is going to make it easier for accounts like uh, like Brad and like for larger individuals who are influencers in specific niches to so, excuse me, to make it so people know that they are exactly who they say they are. Right. Um, so because un, what's unfortunate is that I do get a lot of um, I do get a lot of people that will steal my content, act on my behalf. And specifically because my Instagram and my social channels are my name, it's a lot easier to claim that you're me. And um, people go out on my behalf and try to solicit themselves and certain things and claim that they're me and. It's extremely unfortunate that that happens, but I think that creating this verification process is going to be really cool and great to make Instagram even like a stronger um, and better platform. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I, I think that'll be cool um, because I, I think it will help with like the, you know, the copyrighted information as well. And I cannot wait. So YouTube just came out with their copyright matching tool in, in Studio Beta and Facebook also has something the day that Instagram gets a copyright tool is going to be a wonderful day, right? Where you can go in and what what YouTube's does is it actually will go in and it just searches based on the metadata of, and I don't know if like they do the actual pixel matching or whatever, however they do it. And they'll say, yes, your video was used, uh, you know, in its entirety or between, you know, two, two minutes and 30 seconds to six minutes and 40 seconds. That was used. What do you want to do? And the content matching thing on YouTube is really, really awesome now. Uh, and so if they got something like that on Instagram, like if you could go out and be, be like, oh, here's all, like like that one, that resin bowl video, you know, like it's just getting just murdered on reposts, obviously, because yeah. anything that gets that many views is just going to get uh, reserved and reshared. I could just go in and say, boom, you know, delete all, give them a strike, whatever, like it, depending upon uh, you know, how nasty I'm feeling that day, <laughs> because that's the other thing. Like, uh, what this is a topic for another day, but just real quick, uh, and we've talked about it in the past, just because you give somebody credit, uh, you still don't own the copyright to that. That technically is copyright infringement. And, um, you know, we've talked about it in the past is, is that like, I don't, when I go to repost people, I typically don't go and ask them, but especially now these days, and in the past I would do for people that I didn't really know at all. Uh, but these days it's always, I'm reposting my friends. Like I, you know, I don't ask them, I give them credit and I know that, you know, it's the intent is always to share goodness for them and to, and I talk about them. But technically, if you're going to be reposting anybody's content, you need to have their permission. So anyway, that will it'll be very, very interesting to see where that goes and how um, certification or the uh, what, are they, what are we just Ver calling? verification? Thank you. Verification, how that plays into it. And I hope that's the first step. And maybe they have the copyright tool just for verified accounts. I don't know, but we'll see. So. Uh, but really, really cool thing. So I think that's what's new and coming out with with Instagram. So hopefully we've uh, opened your eyes to some things you may not have known about. And uh, back to that analytics, man, go back and re-listen to analytics. Uh, I know we got a little deep there, but if you can go in and use some of those features, I think you'll really get a great understanding of what's working for you and how you can help grow your channel. 
Yeah, Instagram's a it's an always evolving and changing monster too. So keep an eye and an ear out for uh, future episodes coming up where we'll be just constantly uh, trying to provide the best value for our listeners. Um, help you all get better at using the platform as we continue to try to do the same. Um, and we should we're going to try to make this a quarterly thing um, if we can. If there's enough info out there or enough changes that pop up. Um, but it, to specifically based around this episode, definitely go back and listen to episode 50, where we jump into the algorithm, because that stuff is still extremely prominent and prevalent um, and definitely something you want to check out if you're trying to grow your Instagram platform. Yeah, absolutely. And head over to the show notes, uh, madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 63. Uh, I'll drop a link in there to that article for the verification and uh We'll have that there as well as a link to uh, later, which is one of our favorite news outlets for the latest and greatest Instagram news. Yeah. And be sure to follow us on Instagram as well at made for profit. And you can keep up with what we're doing on the daily in in, in, engage with the tribe um, and interact with all of the awesome people that are using hashtag MFP hashtag made for profit and all of the awesome stuff we've got going on on Instagram. Remember back in the day when we used to give them a hashtag to use? Those are the good days. Yeah, before MFP beauty shot. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of people still using it. I, I apologize. Do. It's man, ha, with with the influx of awesomeness, it's just a lot to keep up with. And as Brad and I continue to try to source and outsource things, <laughs> we will get back to being awesome again. Yeah, but we make MFP great again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we will we will we will uh, continue to see your stuff. But we love seeing your stuff, and we love uh, following all of our patrons. And just say, if you didn't know, by the way, uh, the only people we follow are our patrons. I don't think we even follow ourselves. Nope. Like we, we, we follow our patrons uh, because that is a way we can keep track of them. Speaking of patrons, we're going to go head over and talk to them right now in our after show. So again, if you want to be part of that group, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And again, a, a link to that is also in the show notes uh, if you don't want to type that in manually. So anyway... John, let's go knock this thing out, brother. Let's do it, dude.